0: is real. There's power in your name. We find hope we trust in your ways. We need Jesus is real. It's apostello in the Greek, which literally means an apostle is a person who is sent. And I'm here to tell you that all of us are sent. By the Lord. Just as the Father sent Jesus, now it, as we're in Christ, we get sent into the world. And you might say, okay, well, that's kind of scary, but look what he says next. He says, He breathed on Him, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I love that about Jesus. Because Jesus does not send you into anything that He hasn't already equipped you to be involved in.
1: Do you believe in Jesus? Has He saved you from your sins? If you answered yes, Pastor Daniel has some news for you today. It's time to tell people about the gospel. Jesus is sending you out into the world to share what you know about him. Don't worry though, he's already prepared you for the situation you'll encounter. You're equipped for this conversation wherever and whenever it happens. He's made you ready, so go. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. ...as he begins his message, The Form of Evangelism.
0: So we're taking a little pause from our verse-by-verse, book-by-book study... ...to focus on evangelism. Now, I realize that that word evangelism, for some of you, doesn't mean anything... If you maybe you're new to church and if you've been in church for a while it's just one of those things where you're like yikes. Because evangelism in our hearts has a tendency to be something that's that's really big, it's built up. But what I want to share with you is that what's so important about this series is that I with my whole heart I believe that Jesus is looking to partner with his people to change the world. Like, that's like a core belief that I have from reading the scriptures. You look at every person in the Bible, every person on every single page who God is using, and all of them are normal people. Jesus is the only, like, ultra-unique one, right? Because Jesus was God in the flesh, but everybody else was exceedingly normal. I mean, you think of someone like Moses. Moses was scared to go and talk to the Pharaoh because he stuttered. The Apostle Paul had some sort of an ailment. A lot of people believe he had some sort of an eye condition, right? And so you have these really normal, ordinary people who when God intervenes in their life, all of a sudden they find themselves involved in these extraordinary things. And if you read outside of your Bible, you read uh, missionary biographies, or you read stories or the, the biographies of great men and women who God have used. They're all exceedingly normal, but they have the audacity to believe that God wanted to partner with them to change the world in the ways that he wants to. And in some ways, for me, I just feel that for a lot of us, we don't have that vision yet. We don't see ourselves as God wants to change and transform the world and he might want me to be a part of it. And in a lot of ways the the work of evangelism that happens when we get over our fears about ourselves and we allow the Lord to do what he wants to do. You know, and so I took a few messages to kind of lay a foundation, right? We began with the foundation of evangelism. I gave you those 5 P's, right? That evangelism, the reason that we do it is because of God's personality and the problem of humanity and the provision of Jesus. And, you know, it's uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit and it's the purpose of the church. I gave you the five bullet points of an entire message. You can go back and watch that in the archives and study that. And then we talked about the function of evangelism. And I gave you these five R's, right? Like, so what does evangelism accomplish? I said it's reconnection with us, with God, it's the reconstitution of the people of God, a multi-ethnic group of people, that the function of evangelism is to make a person radiant when someone begins to reflect the light of Jesus into the world, that it's about r- relational reconciliation, bringing people back together, and of course, it's about the restoration of all of God's created order, like the fixing of the broken cosmos then which we live, all of creation, right? That's the function of evangelism. It's not just about like seeing someone put their faith and trust. It is, but that has all sorts of far-reaching effects all the way around. And so I want to take the next number of messages, and today I'm going to call it the form of evangelism, but really now it's about how do we do it. Now I realize, and I want to put this up there up front, is that evangelism always happens in a context, So I'm talking to us as a church family, and I'm assuming that most of you do not put a microphone on and stand up in front of people and do evangelism like maybe a pastor would on a Sunday or Wednesday, all right? And so I'm expecting this, and I'm talking about it in the context of what does it look like uh in the grocery store, at school, at your job, where you're not, like right now, the way that we're, we, we do church, I have a microphone on, and I'm talking, and even if you don't want to hear what I'm saying, you're going to hear it, because I got the microphone on, and, and that's kind of how it works, you know, and so the, if I was talking to a group of pastors about doing pulpit evangelism, I would take a whole bunch of other things, but I want to talk about this in real time, where rubber meets the road, where you and I live every single day, right, and so But in order to get at that, I want to read you a scripture that I think is super important. And it's actually, this scripture is really dear to my heart because this is actually the first text that I ever taught at Crossroads. Long before I was your lead pastor, long before I was your associate senior pastor before that, like the very first time I came up to Crossroads, I taught this text. And so it's in John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23, and You'll understand why I'm reading this to you once I start. So look what it says. So John's gospel, chapter 20, verse 19 says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord, and so Jesus said to them again, peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, and if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them, and if you retain the sins of any, they are retained." Now, this is after Jesus' crucifixion, after his resurrection, but before his ascension into heaven, right? So Jesus has already conquered sin and death, and the disciples are, they're all hiding out because they're scared. I mean, Jesus was crucified, and they're like, man, they're going to come, the Jews are going to come for us too. We're all done, right? The gig is up. But Jesus shows up there, and he says, look, peace be with you. And when I start thinking about evangelism and people sharing their faith, sharing about Jesus, a lot of people are just freaked out. You know, I was actually reading some research about people's heart rates if they're going to go skydiving. Now, you're like, why are you reading that? Because I'm weird that way. I, I read these things. But, but what was amazing is what they found, they, they put heart monitors on all these different people. What they found is that more people are afraid of the idea of skydiving. And so everyone's heart rate goes way up. And then right as they jump out of the plane, their heart rate goes way down. Why? Because they're more scared of the idea of skydiving than actually skydiving. Do you ever notice that in a lot of ways, the things that you freak out about, you freak out about them because you've never done it. But then once you do, you're like, that wasn't so bad at all. Right? And so in a lot of ways with evangelism, we begin with fear because we don't do it. But then you do it like, that wasn't so hard at all. It wasn't that bad. But we get these things built up in our hearts. So Jesus speaks peace into it. And then he says this amazing thing. He says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Now, my, my friends, that's what I call marching orders in the Bible. So Jesus is like, just as the Father sent me on a rescue mission, now I'm sending you out into the world. And you think about Christmas season, you think about the coming of Jesus and how it involves in the incarnation, Jesus showing up, his plan of salvation is going to be worked out. And God sent him, and now he's saying, and now I'm sending you. So each one of us are those who are sent. In the Greek, it's actually the verb form of the word apostle. It's apostello in the Greek, which literally means an apostle is a person who is sent. And I'm here to tell you that all of us are sent by the Lord. Just as the Father sent Jesus, now as we're in Christ, we get sent into the world. And you might say, okay, well, that's kind of scary. But look what he says next. He says, he breathed on him. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I love that about Jesus. Because Jesus does not send you into anything that he hasn't already equipped you to be involved in. So it's not like he's like, well, hey, get out there and good luck. He doesn't send you out to a gunfight with a butter knife. You know what I mean? He's like, look, I have a plan, and there's, a, there's something that's not... And I'm going to empower you by my Holy Spirit. Because you have to realize that in the work of evangelism, none of us save anybody. Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. So God does the saving, but God lets us throw the net. It's like with my kids. You guys ever go to the... Uh, One of those little rainbow trout farms. You ever go to those things where it's like all these fish are in the little ponds and they really, it's all just wired. They make a ton of money. The kids catch a lot of fish and the parents just pay a bunch of money, you know? And so my kids, like every time, I remember the first time we went there, Obadiah was like five years old. And every time he cast any, he caught a fish. He's like, I'm really good at this thing, aren't I? And I'm like, buddy, you are amazing at this. He's like, man, maybe I need to be a professional fisherman. You know, because, but the idea is, is that because of the way this thing is set on up, every time you put it in there, you catch a fish. See, we don't save people. The only people who get saved is God, but we get to throw the net in. People ask me about this on, because we've seen over 600 people this year give their life to Jesus here in the sanctuary. And they're like, Pastor Daniel, you do that so well. And I'm like, I don't really, I just throw the net out. I'm just grateful that God sends a bunch of fish who he wants to catch. You know, like my job, our job is just to put the net out. So you can let yourself off the hook from feeling like, I got to get this thing done. Because it's God's work, but God uses us. And what I've learned, and I'm continuing to learn in my life, is that what God really loves to do is he loves to show me how amazing he is despite me. God loves to show me how amazing he is despite me. And so what I find is, like, I have those days where I'll be like, man, I'm just not a good I don't feel like talking to someone. And, you know, I'll be getting a cup of coffee, and someone will start talking. And I'll kind of just show up, and I'll be kind of like, I don't really want to talk to anyone. I haven't even had my coffee yet, you know. And all of a sudden, you start talking, and all of a sudden, you're like, man, you know. And then all of a sudden, because, you know, I'm, I'm walking with Jesus, and I want to talk about Jesus, I start talking about Jesus, and like, wow, you know. yeah, you know, I, I haven't been in church in a long time. You know, hey, listen, I know this church. It's called Crossroads. You might want to come to it. Well, was the pastor go, well, I'm not sure, but, you know, it's like beautiful people there, you know. Like, but then I walk away, I'm like, I was in a bad mood, but God wants to reach people. And so what I want to let you know is that God doesn't send us into this thing, and he doesn't send us out there naked. He gives us the Holy Spirit, you know. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to take of what is Jesus and declare it outward. And then, of course, we see kind of the, the plan with this binding and loosing, and we could talk about that another time, because I want to, but like, I really want you to see this fact that don't be scared, because God wants to give you his peace. Second, just as Jesus came, God is sending us into the world. So wherever you find yourself, you are God's man or woman there to do the work of the kingdom, and God has given you his Holy Spirit, because the Spirit's job is to affect salvation. It's not our job. Don't ever think that you saved anybody. You can't even save yourself, and neither can I. Jesus has done that. So with all that in context, I'm going to start giving you some ideas. Now, you know, I had five Ps for the foundation. I had five R's for the function. And so I couldn't put everything into the, into the same first initial on this one. So I put an L at the end of everything, because so it'll rhyme if you're a hip-hop artist, um, <laughs> which I'm not. But the first one, and I think I made the first word up, but... Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure that I did, but, but English is a living language. And so you're like, it, it's evolving as it goes. But, but in some ways, this is so core to who we are. I like to say that evangelism, how we do it, it's responsorial. You see, we um, are simply responding to Jesus, right? And so evangelism is a response to the Lord. I always tell people this. Evangelism isn't based on personality type. It's based on obedience. See, what you realize if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus is that God loves people so much that he would go and rescue them. And when you're experiencing God's grace, you have to want to tell other people about that. It's the response to how good God is. I remember when I first got saved, I first put my faith and trust in Jesus and I was playing music professionally. And I'll I'll never forget because I'm embarking on this music career and so every time I play, um, I'm like, I'm not, you know, I, I would play in church, but like my, all of my jobs weren't in church. And so I remember I got like all these little Gospels of John's and I stuck them in my bag and, you know, this was the time I put the, you know, the WWJD bracelet on, you know what I mean? And it was like, and I just wanted to tell people like, man, like, like, Jesus is blowing my mind. You know why? Because Jesus was blowing my mind, you know? And so, like, people be like, so what's going on with you? And I'd be like, Jesus is blowing my mind. And they'd be like, well, who, who, what do you mean, who's Jesus? I'm like, no, no, like, the Savior Jesus, you know, the guy on the cross, blowing my mind. And literally, why? Because it was a response to what God was doing in my life. The reason evangelism is responsorial is because we talk about the things that we get excited about. You know, like if you get an amazing gift from somebody, you're going to tell somebody about it. Or let me give you an example. You gals, if a guy, all of a sudden this guy who who loves Jesus and, and loves you, and all of a sudden one day, you know, you turn around, he's on one knee, and he's got himself a ring... Right? And he says, hey, you know, I just, you love Jesus and I love Jesus and God has called me together. Will you be my bride? And you say, yeah, I would. Right? What do you do? You take 9,700,000 pictures. You post on every social media outlet and all your friends are like, that's so awesome. Oh, it's such a great ring. You know, like, and the whole thing goes on. Why? Because you're excited about what happened. And that excitement rubs off on everyone else. And my friends, that is how evangelism happens. You could always tell when someone is excited about the Lord because they're going to talk about it. And in some ways, one of the things I really want to encourage you is I want to encourage you to get excited spiritually. To be somebody who you allow the Lord to fan the flames in your heart of your relationship with Him. Because what's amazing is is you don't have to coax or make a brand newly engaged woman talk about this thing. Why? Because she's so stoked about it. She'll tell. She will like, I remember. I remember when my sister got engaged. We were walking down the street. Everyone walked by. Like, I just got engaged. She didn't even know who these people were. I got engaged. Look at this ring. You know. And I'm just like, you're embarrassing me. She's like, I don't care. I got engaged. You know. And it was like. I didn't make her do this. There was no hesitation. There was no coaxing. She had to talk about it. Why? Because she was excited. And that's why, for me, evangelism is a simple response. Let me ask you this. Are you excited about your relationship with God? So share that excitement. Share that. Now, I know some of you right now, you're like, I'm really not that excited about my relationship with God. Uh Uh-huh. And listen, this is what I want to tell you. Not every single day is the most exciting day being a child of God. I mean, if we really thought about it, it is, but we have up days and down days. There's seasons. There's, it's not always a springtime in our walk with Jesus. There's sometimes where it's winter, you're like, this kind of feels a little barren, you know, like it's cold and I really, I really wish I was in Hawaii right now, you know? Like, like you have those things that go on, but what I would encourage you is even in those drier seasons, you just keep pressing in, keep reading the word. Keep showing up for worship. Keep spending time in prayer. Keep showing up to serve. You know, and we talk about that a lot here. That the need for perseverance spiritually is important because not every day you feel like it. You know, I've been laughing a lot because you know I turned over a new leaf about five months back about really trying to take care of myself. And so, you know, I used to always would be like, "How was your workout?" And I'd be like, "I hate working out." Right? That's every day. How was your? I hate it. It's the worst but then I realized that I was being negative and God's not negative. So now she says, how's your work? I'm like, it's my favorite. (laughs) Now I'll be honest, I don't really believe it. (laughs) Like I I, I seriously don't believe it. But she laughs at me now. But you know what's funny though? I don't skip workouts anymore. And like, I'm faking it till I make it. Like I'm being honest, but I don't skip them anymore. Because when you hate something, you skip it. But even just the simple thing, like this is my favorite. It was my favorite one ever. It really wasn't, but I keep showing up to it, you know, and I think spiritually we have to learn that art, that there are some days when, I don't know about you, there's some days where like the Bible, I need to open it, and there's other days where I would rather not, but deep down in my heart, I know I need to open it, and I need to read it, and I need to feast on the word of God. There are some days when I show up at church, and all I want to do is raise my hands and worship God, and there's other days where all I want to do is climb under the pew and take a nap, you know, but when you just say, you know what, Lord, and you praise him anyway. God does something in those moments. And so I want to encourage you, no matter if your walk with the Lord right now is really beautiful, or if it's really perplexing, just keep going. Or a story would tell us, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. (laughs) So first, it's responsorial. We want to simply respond to Jesus. Second, You want to talk about how we do evangelism? I think you need to be intentional about evangelism. You need to, like, it's something that, like, literally, when I started doing this, I would write down in in my journal, you're going to share the gospel with at least one person today. And then I'd have to go back and write who it was, where it was. Why? Because that's how you make a habit. You know what I mean? So literally, like, I want to encourage each one of you to write down, I'm going to share the gospel with at least one person today. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text at least one of my family members of scripture every day. Um, you know, like, cause what happens is, is that oftentimes we have a tendency to back off of it when it's something that if, the, as the father sent me, I send you, then we've been sent by Jesus with a commission to do the work. And if we're not intentionally doing the work, then we are intentionally being disobedient. So I literally want to encourage you to write it down. I'm going to share the gospel with at least one person. I'm going to make an intentional decision to let, to partner with God. Now, again, I realize that might sound a little bit challenging, but what I found is that the things that we intend to do, we have a tendency to do. Like if you intend to go and eat at a restaurant, what do you do? You drive to the restaurant, you eat the food, right? And the, But it's the intention, like, like every journey begins with an intention to go in a certain direction. Right? And so if you have no intentionality to share the gospel, then if you're not sharing the gospel, you shouldn't be surprised. Right? So be intentional about it. And not only should we be intentional about it, I think that our evangelism should also be missional. Now, missional is like, for some people, like, that's a catchphrase. But really what it is, is that as the Father sent me, I send you, that's a statement of mission. See, God doesn't just send us out to do whatever we want. There's a work that God wants to do. And we saw it from the Great Commission of Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. That our mission is to make disciples of all the nations. And we do it by going, baptizing, and teaching. Right? And so we need to be about our Father's business. And so the idea of being on mission, for me, evangelism is both the message and the way that we live our lives. Jesus is...
1: Today, Pastor Daniel had an interesting question to ask you. Are you excited about what God's done in your life? If you believe in Jesus as your savior and your sins have been forgiven, that's something to celebrate. Pastor Daniel also encouraged you to use the motivation of that excitement to share the truth with other people. He urged you to be intentional with your interactions and to let Jesus shine through what you say.
0: Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here thanks for joining me on Jesus is Real Radio I realize that not all of you who listen are followers of Jesus but I actually believe that there are many of you right now as you've been listening you're saying I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus I want his death and resurrection to be applied to my life and if that's you I want you to pray this prayer with me which is just saying thank you to Jesus for saving you So go ahead repeat this prayer after me say Jesus I give you my life thank you for saving me I believe in you your life your death on the cross, and your resurrection. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, I'm so stoked for you. And I want to get some more resources in your hands to help you continue this journey. So pull out your mobile phone, text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 51400, 51400 and we'll get some resources into your hands. Now, don't go anywhere. Some folks from my team want to share some amazing things with you.
1: Thanks, Daniel. Again, if you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Daniel, take out your cell phone and text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 51400. We'd love to get some resources into your hands, and the Crossroads team wants to connect with you. Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel will share that the gospel message And therefore, evangelism is much more than words. It's an entire lifestyle. Jesus displayed this well. He died on a cross for your sins. That's the greatest act of love in all of history. Jesus spoke truth, but he lived out what he said. That should be the goal of every believer, to live the truth that you've been redeemed by. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called The Gift." Please glance at the clock right now. Make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.